from the wild woods of Vancouver Island, which is basically just Vancouver, so who gives a shit. Welcome to the Soda Pod. Stay to Hoppy here alongside Alex Micheletti and Nick Maxson. Thank you for joining us whenever and wherever you are listening. But guys, I don't, I still don't fucking get it to this day. He says wherever and whenever, but he's left it in the outline for over a year now as whenever and wherever, but somehow he always gets it right. And it, it fucking breaks my brain, but pleased to be joined here, folks, for the very first rendition of MNCAA. Again, Alex Micheletti, Nick Maxson, how are we doing, boys? Fantastic, buddy. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Can't wait. We got college hockey starting this weekend, so it's it's great. It's finally back here, and we're going to have <clears throat> fans in the stands, and so, yeah, can't wait. Lovely, lovely. That's going to be different piece this year for sure um to anyone that hasn't seen what we've pushed out a little bit on social media and this is your first time coming across it mncaa it's really just tying in the now six that's right count them six programs that represent the state of minnesota for division one college hockey and in perfect fashion guys last year the last year with five teams all fucking five make it to the tournament at the end of the year Fuck, we get three of them in the Frozen Four, and of course, in perfect Minnesota fashion, none of them win. Why should they? <laughs> right? That, that's the way it works. That's, that's Minnesota right. fandom, like to the T. Like seriously. Oh my gosh. Uh, Ask Greg Joseph how how they you know the kicking things going for the Vikings too. My gosh, unreal. <laughs> you know what? It's one kick. It's one kick. That's but, fair. <laughs> um, let, let's give you two a chance here to introduce yourselves, because to those who again aren't familiar, we've actually got representatives from every team. And we're going to make sure that we have the experts for that team coming in and telling you every week what went good or bad the week before, what we can be excited about coming up the next weekend. And I mean, whatever, whatever fun facts you guys want to, I guess, weave in the best you can. Um, but we'll start with Nick. Nick, why don't you just give everyone a little bit of background on yourself? Uh, Nick Maxson, uh, student at St. Cloud, uh, covered hockey since uh, actually pro and college since 2007. So I go back a ways. Uh, appeared on TSN uh, up in Canada to talk NHL and the Minnesota Wild. Uh, for the last three years, I've been covering St. Cloud State University. I've done play-by-play uh, -play for radio and television. This year, I'll be the in-studio host um, on Fox 9+. Plus. And uh, Alex, how about a perfect segue to this? I did a game in January. Um, against the Bulldogs with your dad as my color analyst. And I tell you, that was probably the most fun I've ever had doing a broadcast, man. So uh, that's a little bit about me. But for the Mankato Mavericks, uh, Alex, tell me a little bit more about you. Yeah, so I went to school there uh, from twenty or 2009 to 2013 um, and worked in the um, athletic communications office. And so <clears throat> worked uh, hockey games and also uh, some football games, too. So was there for uh, Adam Thielen's uh, reign down there in Mankato. So, uh, but yeah, the hockey team, uh, there's so much fun covering those games and uh, being at the Verizon Center. Um, and had, the first couple of years we had uh, Troy Judding and then uh, my casings took over and absolutely changed the program and turned it into a, a powerhouse uh, that it is now. And, uh, you know, coming off of Frozen Four, appearance and so yeah looking forward to to seeing how they build off that this year they have a extremely tough non-conference schedule uh facing off against the defending national championship uh umass uh minutemen in their barn so it should be it should be a fun weekend to get 
get college hockey started for for the Mavs. Love it, love it, love it. And you all should know the shtick by now, unless you're someone that came in rogue from Alex and Nick jumping on with us moving forward for the season. But we love talking our hockey. We also love talking our beer. And for the great people of St. Cloud, we do have on tap Beaver Islands Tribute Session IPA. Uh, my favorite IPA I've had of theirs. And if you're new to the show, I highly recommend digging back into the archives and listening to our interview with the good folks over at Beaver Island. Such cool guys. And uh, I'm pretty sure, I, I don't know, I'm going to have to try and hold them to it. He invited us up to go and actually uh, go into the suite with them, just drink more beer than we should probably say. And, well, <laughs> see if they can get me a little bit more ingratiated with St. Cloud. Um, don't, don't worry, McLeady. We'll we'll get some Mankato Brewery going here in a little bit, maybe if it ever gets cold. Um, <laughs> oh, baby. But, uh, Maxon, we're actually going to start with you here because you're going to kind of take double duty here, but we're going actually off of – I don't care about the real polls, right? We care about Who our does? good THPN friends here everything college hockey we're going off of their rankings and they've got st cloud the highest in the mncaa right at three which it's pretty crazy we've got three in a row there at three four five but talk to us about st cloud what we expect this year and i'm going to kind of ask you to pivot at the end to talking about the only one that isn't in the top 10 for ech being the well, team you're going to be facing this weekend in the new Division one team, University of St. Thomas. You know, St. Thomas, you know, I for those in the hockey world, it, it's so easy. Whenever you have a new team join a division one sport, right? It's kind of easy to look at them as like, you know, uh the, the you know, kind of like the redheaded stepchild a little bit, but this team is gonna be a very talented and very scary out of the gate. You cannot overlook this team. But let's talk about the national runner-up, that is the St. Claude State Huskies. Um Returning almost every start except for two uh, two players. The two players that uh, had moved on were Will Hammer and Jared Cockrell. Jared Cockrell last season signed with the ECHL, the Wheeling Nailers. And then Will Hammer going off into more of the professional world. Uh, but this team is absolutely loaded in depth from top to bottom to goaltending. Um, what they bring is experience, and what they bring is also a hunger. Um, it's, it's so true. When you get a taste of the national championship, Scott, uh, it's unbelievable how you I wouldn't get... know anything about that. I'm a gopher right. fan. So, <laughs> oh, well, because you actually won one. So us, we're still trying to actually get our first but taste. When of I was 12 years old, do you think I'd give a shit? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. So, I mean, especially in the Twin Cities area, but I mean, St. Cloud has always kind of been, you know, that up road 94, you know, they've over the last couple of years with Moscow, the now current gopher coach, right? Uh, kind of built that program into a perennial sort of contender for the NCAA tournament. Brett Larson took that has made them a national championship contender now for the last couple of seasons. Uh, this coaching staff has absolutely transformed this program uh, to be not just a great team on the ice in terms of the, the systems and how they play, but also mentally. That's when the biggest jump in this hockey program is how they just are able to focus on one game at a time and all that good jazz. So, I mean, honestly, this team is jacked. They are excited and talking to the players and the coaches this week in preparation for St. Thomas. Um, you can tell right they're not looking ahead. They understand that, you know, where they were at last year, it's a rebuilding process. Uh, you're building from the ground up again. This is a whole new ball game. 
they're not really focused on being number two UCHO or number one in the NCHC preseason polls. They're looking at it as we have a game to win against St. Thomas here on Saturday, and that's all we're focused on. And that's really what separates this club from the talented clubs they've had in years past, especially going back to 1819 uh, when, say, AIC. Do I dare say it? Uh, uh, oh, boy. Uh, but again, this team is primed and ready. And uh, with the talent they have returning and the talent they have uh, incoming to the roster, including uh, Mr. Hockey winner Jack Pierce, uh, this team is ready and primed to make another deep run and try to take him that homer for the first time in school history. For sure. And I guess that means I'm up next here because I get the, I don't know if it's pleasure, honor, or if it's just like a confused state of being with Gopher hockey every year, they try and give me faith and give me hope that, Hey, this is the year we can absolutely be a contender. And then we get to the tourney at the end of the year. And inevitably I look right away and I'm like, I don't have confidence in them against anyone because they just don't show up in the tournament. I don't care what they do in the regular season, but the reason I'm optimistic here is because they didn't really lose shit. Like there's a couple players like, like Scott Reedy, you can't discount what he brings to a team, like his experience, really a very well-rounded game, but dude, Sammy Walker's still here. I thought he was going to be gone for sure. There's a lot of really good freshmen coming in. Like this is the first time in a while that I've been like, wow, this is a really ripe freshman crop. Great blue line still intact. And most importantly, and I'm, I'm really sorry, Micheletti, don't get too upset here, but uh, <laughs> I think there was some trophy that another player won. Uh, what What is that called again? I don't recall. Good old Mike Richter. Ah, the, the, yes, the Richter. Yes, and uh, very, very deserving, oh, right? The the, <laughs> the obvious pick. <laughs> <laughs> the obvious bias pick. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, buddy, you can go back to when it happened. I was absolutely baffled. It made zero sense to me. Like, name alone, Dryden McKay should win that award, like, without even playing a game. But dude was lights out. And I, I understand, like, some casual fans will try and knock and say, oh, look at the, the conference they play in. Like, I hear it, but I don't care. You watch him. Just eye test it. Dude can fucking play. He shut know, out the gophers. You, you take it. You he take sh- it. He shut out the gophers in the tourney. I mean, what else did he have to approve against a high power, you know, team like stocked with NHL guys and he shut them out. So, I mean, if there average, was Al- average Alex, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, uh, if there wasn't any more you know, to motivate him, not getting the award, watch out. I mean, so, and he could have signed too, but he came back to school. So, yeah, it's gonna be be interesting to see how he follows up. Uh, well, last last year's historical um, uh, year, and at at some point this year, I think he's gonna break the record for most shutouts in in college hockey history, passing Ryan Miller. So if he does that, uh, what else does the guy have to do to to get the Mike Richter or Hobie? <laughs> I mean, maybe to just match Ryan Miller, maybe get hit in the <laughs> face with a shovel once or twice, just to kind of like match the <laughs> facial structure. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And what the, yeah, that's out of bounds. <laughs> no. And the but, fact, uh, another another amazing thing about Dryden is he's maybe five eleven, five ten, and the way goalies are going now, I mean, they're six two, six three, six four. You know, you know, so you see like a Devin Dubnik who's six six in the NHL, and so it's rare to see a guy that small dominate. And so I, you know, I hope he gets a chance. You know, in in the NHL. 
Uh, but yeah, it's just it's amazing for um, just how good his technique is. Because when you're when you're a smaller goaltender like that, you have to make sure your technique is you know, even more um, on because you don't have that size to you know protect um, the net um, as 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 the big guys do. So for sure, for sure. Now we'll we'll hit the pause real quick on Mankato because it's technically not your turn yet, which I'm sure that'll fire you up just like McKay's fired up to come back and win the Richter, but. Uh, we'll we'll kind of do this one as a group and by consensus. Like, I know ECH has them sitting at number five, but in the other polls I'm seeing it, I, I feel like people don't really have any confidence in Duluth coming into this year compared to maybe what they should. Like, is this not the team that went in and lost in twenty overtime, whatever it was? It was pretty late, and a lot of people fell asleep. But <laughs> yes, it was, it was it was five, Nick. I know. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, I mean, like, what am I missing here? Like, what did what major losses did they suffer where, like, some people are down on this team going into the year? I don't necessarily know, Scott, if it's losses. I just – I think with – it just, I think they're just being overlooked by some of the incoming talent that the Gophers have. Uh, and again, the runs that St. Cloud and Mankato have, uh, they're kind of being overshadowed. And again, um, we, uh, on, uh, you know, the preseason wise, you know, we have Duluth at number two right behind the, in the NCHC um, as a team that's going to compete. Uh, you, you, Scott Sandlin does such a great job coaching that team uh, in every aspect of the game. Uh, I, I just, I think it's just a matter of there's just not that flashy player they can look at on that roster that's going to overtake a game. They play by committee, um, and you know they they're, they're not without Prudovich. You know he's been gone for a couple of years, but you know they got Stasekal and then who really I think stepped up in the absence uh, uh, of some other goaltenders that played from the past. Uh, they've got a one-two punch with Ryan Fanti, um, and, and you know they've got a couple of good guys. Was is, is it Jackson Cates that's still with them, or is it Noah Cates? I forget which twin it is. Uh, he's still it just again. Not a flashy player, but just a lot of depth that if they play together as a four-line unit, they're still going to be a very scary opponent. For sure. And, I mean, we are we hit on the guy that really is the leading force there in Sandlin. Like, he has turned that program into – I don't even know what to call it, right? And I feel like there's a weird, like, trickle-down effect, too, into, like, the timelines of Hermantown becoming an absolute, like, behemoth up there, right? Because, like, prior to that, like, sure, like, People knew who Hermantown was, but you started at 07 when they had that amazing run. Since then, it's been a fucking well-oiled machine. And no looking back, and guess what? Shocker. All of them end up feeding into Duluth. So th there's got to be something like weird going on up there. Like Sandlin's got something going on behind the scenes. I don't care. It's fucking working for him. But uh, his son did not go play there. He, he <laughs> the ended up one. down <laughs> in the most beautiful land that is Mankato. Nicoletti, I mean... Tell me here, what are we looking at besides Dryden McKay? Because everyone knows who he is. Like, that's the name that is known across the country, whether they thought he should or shouldn't win the award. Like, talk to me about some of the other guys in Mankato, because I feel like all of them kind of don't get mentioned. Yeah, it's uh, it's by committee, uh, just like Duluth. But a uh, kid, you know, talk about the way uh, hockey's growing. Uh, Nathan Smith, their best uh, forward, uh, Winnipeg Jets uh, draft pick. Um, he's a freaking stud. Um, he played roller hockey in Florida. He's from Tampa, Florida. Um, yeah, which is amazing. Had no connection to the game and, uh, turned into a, just a brilliant player down there and then went up and played juniors, um, in Canada for a bit and then played in the USHL. So he was a 21 year old freshman coming in, 
Um, so he's, he's a little bit older, um, but um, the kid can really play. He hits, he, he can rip the puck. He does, he does it all for them. Uh, another guy uh, that decided to come back for another year with the COVID year is Reggie Lutz. He's from Elk River. He's a great player. And then a uh, guy, local guy, uh, Jack McNeely uh, came back to, um, so, um, you know, um, uh, steady uh, defenseman back there for them. And so, yeah, they're going to, they're going to be rolling. Uh, you got a great, great coach in Mike Case things that just, you know, is a, is an amazing leader and is an amazing recruiter too. Um, so yeah, they, they got it all. Um, and when you have Dryden McKay back there, um, it, he keeps you in every game. So yeah, it should, should be interesting. They got, uh, hell of a start of a non-conference going UMass and then St. Cloud back to back. So, uh, they'll, they'll get some adversity, uh, you know, right away. So for sure. And I mean, talk a little bit more though, cause I, I don't yeah. think people really appreciate Mike Hastings for what he is. So last year I actually went down to Mankato brewery and I'm actually going to go and grab and see if that's actually cold in the freezer. But like we actually got to sit down and interview Darren blue. And we you know, had some fun. We talked about our boys like Teddy, right? Yeah. But uh, he like couldn't say enough about the culture and like what Hastings had built and like not, I mean, again, let's be real. Mankato's not getting Mr. Hockey to come play for them, but it's going out and finding the right guys that can play the right style of game, fit in with that Mankato brand of hockey that he's developed. So like, Talk me through that evolution and just like really how important Hastings is to this team and I mean, almost to the community too, right? No, it's it's amazing. He completely changed uh, Maverick hockey. Um, you know, went uh, you know went from Troy Judding where they um, you know they they struggled in the in the old WCHA. They just uh, you know just they couldn't uh, couldn't compete with the big boys um, when it came down to it with de- you know with uh, with depth uh, and uh, Hastings came in um, and he you know, he gets he gets uh, a lot of diamonds in the rough like a lot a lot of guys that get overlooked um, you know coming out of high school and so they go out and play in the BC up there the BCHL which is a you know another great league or they go to the NA. And they have to work their butt offs in the NA to finally make it to the USHL in their last junior year. And then, you know, Hastings sees them and Hastings coached in the USHL. So he knows he, he finds the right, right fit for, you know, for his program guy that plays hard guy that plays a 200 foot game, you know, and is goes all out. And uh, um, yeah, it's, so it's, you know, he just, he finds the right fit and he's got great, assistant coach and Todd cannot too. He's a great recruiter. He's got a lot of connections. He coached in the USHL as well. And so, yeah, it, um, and, but losing, losing Darren blue is going to hurt because he, you know, he, he, he bleed, he bleeds purple and gold. Um, and so they found a young guy in Paul Kirtland, who's, uh, an up and coming coach. He's, he's 33. So, um, I, I really thought they were going to go with, uh, somebody that graduated, uh, from Mankato, but, uh, you know, they, I think he found a good young coach and uh, that can relate uh, to the guys. And so, yeah, I'm excited to see his addition and see how he can help uh, maintain the program. For sure. And I mean, I, there's probably zero logic to this, but I just went and grabbed an incredible beer from Mankato Brewery. Like, I honestly couldn't speak highly enough of these guys. Owner there, Tim Tupi, such a gem. Like, guy couldn't be more welcome. Like, I reached out and just said, hey, like, it'd be cool to come down and meet you and see your facilities. He's like, 
yeah, I've actually got a coach you can come talk to, right? And that's how the Darren Blue thing happened. Like, it's just like cool to come across people like that. And this beer is called the Mad Butcher. And I'm sitting here and thinking to myself, like, there's no logic behind it, but maybe I'm just going to start calling Mike Hastings the Mad Butcher. I like, I like that. that. Let's go with I like it. That. I think we can. I think we can make that stick to an extent. What a logo! Um, it, it's a beautiful can art. Well, so they actually have, and anyone that didn't listen to our interview with Mankato Brewery again, go back and check it out. You're gonna have to dig a bit into the archives there, but they've got like a Marvel comic guy who does all of their can labels, and they're all fucking incredible. Um, all right, pivoting off the beer, I'm gonna pour this in a second, but I have to highlight to you guys how like the day job has just disintegrated my brain because I very intentionally <laughs> grabbed a, a glass that like isn't traditionally for IPAs. Right. But it's such a cool glass that the, the kind folks up at Beaver Island were you know nice enough to give me uh, it's for their Czech pills. So it's supposed to be Czech, like Czech Republic, but then they spelled it Czech, like the word in hockey. <laughs> and I had it out to put my Beaver Island beer in, and now that's what the Mankato one's going in because I just mushed it and already poured it in a different glass. So, whoops. But <laughs> let, let's look at the matchups this weekend, right? Like, Nick, we already kind of hit on, like, can't overlook St. Thomas, right? Like, they're no. not the, the bad roster that everyone thinks they are. No, not at all. I don't care, though. If, if it's a close game or if St. Thomas wins, St. Cloud's going to get fucking shredded. Like, what? What? what's the fallout if that happens? You know, it's funny when you talk about, you know, the fan reaction to something like this, right? It's completely different than what the guys in the locker room are talking about, right? You know, we I asked Brett this, at, you know, this week about how he's looking at um, uh, St. Thomas. And again, Enrico Blase, you know, his head coach, he, again, it's not an unfamiliar foe. You know, coached the uh, Miami up until I was 19 or uh, 2020, one of the two. So he's, he's been out of it a little bit. But, uh, you know, you know what you kind of get from him. You know, we get a guy that's got high flying. He's going to give you a little bit of a neutral zone, 2-1, or a 1-2 in the neutral zone. And, uh, you know, he, he presses that offensive four check. So you're not going to get pressure down in your D. Um, so and he's ready for him. He's like, we can't overlook this team. Um, and if St. Thomas does pull off an upset, because, again, you got guys like uh, Alex said. You got uh, Peter Tomei, who's a transfer from North Dakota, as their goaltender. There's Trevor Zins, a St. Cloud transfer. A lot of these guys, you know, either feel like they have something to prove, and you know, especially for a new program, they hear it. You know, they understand that the media is looking down. It's like, oh, you're the new kid in the block. Yeah, have fun, boys. Right? Uh, no, they're gonna have a chip on their shoulder, and what a great way for them to sort of put their flag into the soil. And then going against a number two nationally ranked program that's what 45 minutes away from the front doorstep in St. Cloud. So at the end of it, would it be a follow from the fan base? Yeah, I could see that. Uh, but I don't necessarily view it that way. I think it's more of just, you know, sort of the, hey, we're St. Cloud and hi, we're here and we're going to be a good team and you're going to have to come and you're going to have to beat us and beat us good with good clean hockey. We're not going to be this pushover team. So uh, at the end of it, again, we're, you know, as Minnesota fans, we, you know, it's not like we don't overreact about certain things that happen, right? Because things always go our way. We've got national titles stringing in from 1991, you know, so we're used to success. No, not at all. So uh, to me, I think there would be an overreaction to it. But at the end of the day, uh, what St. Cloud has shown in the last couple of years under Brett Larson is it's one game. So you have to put it behind you. And if they're going to go into the XL Energy Center on Sunday, if they lose um, at home on Saturday, which it, it, I don't think is going to happen, um, again, you take it game by game and you go back out and you prove yourself the next night. For sure. And I mean, 
it's funny. Like you talk about the the players that are transferring in right now. I'm a Mayak kid, right? So I'm just raised to think that everything about St. Thomas is evil. It makes it even easier when everyone fucking hates the the goddamn cadets in the state tournament, especially when you were in their section when they were a single A team. But you upset? I, I think so. <laughs> I mean, I'm not mad that they're gone. I am upset that it's a bunch of bullshit that St. Olaf is so soft that they're going to kick someone out of the league, get two other schools to say, if if they're not gone, we're all leaving. Like, that's soft shit. And I get the other side of it. Like, we, I'm actually uh, really close with the SID down at St. Mary's. And he, like, kind of talked me off the ledge with it. He's like, listen, like, I voted for St. Thomas to go out. It's not because I don't think it's bullshit it's because like you do look at it we needed to keep those three teams like it was three versus one and again kind of losers mentality but like they're not in the same league as the Mayak schools like not just from a talent perspective they're a massive student body they have so much more for athletic facilities and again kicking them out is bullshit but I I get it on some levels but it's crazy even when they're in the Mayak, like all of the guys that you'd see that like were going d1 from minnesota if they were like fourth line not happy about it or if they were like a, a bench player they're just like fuck it i'll go to st thomas and just have fun right so like they've always been able to pull in some talent like clearly they they aren't gonna have trouble drawing in and this first year like if they can come out and surprise some people again they don't even need to make the fucking tournament they just need to be competitive it could be a really fast trajectory for them to be competitive. Um, I'm not going to spend a lot of time here on the Gophers because uh, unlike Nick, who's tempering expectations in that first matchup, I'm sorry. I know you can't sleep on any team, but if Minnesota doesn't come out with a big showing this weekend <laughs> against Alaska, I'm going to have some shit to talk about next week. Right? They didn't have a program <laughs> last year. Yeah. They were no. yeah. Right. Which, hey, that's so awesome that they're back though, right? Right. Yeah, it's amazing. The more the more teams that we can have in college hockey, the better. So glad 100%. they're back. So I'll, I'll yield my time then over to you, Micheletti. Let's talk about the first weekend matchup. Uh, it's it's certainly not a sleeper. No, it's gonna be oh man, it's gonna be crazy because they're honoring the national um, title um, before the first game on Saturday. So you know fans are gonna be all riled up, and uh, yeah, Dryden's gonna have to face a storm right away. And of course scouting the umass uh they brought in kale mccarr's younger brother um so never yeah, heard of him it's like it's like really we need to face a mccarr um again so um yeah so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough uh but if they can if they can pull out uh you know if they can split it would be huge um because that can that can help with, with the pairwise um later uh, in the season and especially on the road, you know, it looks, looks really good if you can get at least a split. So, and anytime you got Dryden back there, you got Nathan Smith, another guy that um, I, I, I forgot to mention earlier was uh, his name is Julian, the Pravnik. Uh, I know Nick knows that name. He is the last of the German pipeline that Hastings brought in uh, after uh, Mark Michaelis and Parker Toomey. Um, so he's a kid that um, is going to definitely get some, uh, free agent offers um he he is dangerously uh good in the offensive zone um he just has to be a little bit more consistent but he's he, he's a kid that can fly he knows how to how, how to score so that's that and another guy uh on the back end his name is akita hiroshi he was the freshman of the year last last year his brother plays in the nhl with the detroit red wings and so 
Yeah, he's another guy that was a 21-year-old uh, freshman and another guy that uh, Hasty and uh, Todd Cannot, another diamond in the rough um, that can really score uh, from the back end. And they also picked up uh, a grad transfer uh, from New Hampshire named Benton Mass who went to high school and played with um, Reggie Lutz and a, a kid named Jake Jeremko that graduated last year. So, yeah, it's funny how uh, those coaches, they build those pipelines and uh, – yeah, they try to go after um, uh, kids that you know played together in high school or at some point played you know uh, season in junior and so yeah it's uh, the the rosters that Hastings uh, and Todd cannot they that that in Bluey that they put together it's always interesting you know they found uh, Teddy from Latvia um, they got two kids from Florida on the team from Tampa, Florida, you know, you would never think would have D one hockey kids. They got, you know, kid from, from Germany on the team. So yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's interesting. We'll see. Um, yeah, hopefully they can at least get a split. That's, that's what I'm expecting. Uh, I don't know about the first night just because of them honoring the trophy right, uh, right in front of, uh, their fans and the students. So it should be an electric atmosphere, it's really cool that uh, um, their conference is actually going to be showing the games for free. So everybody back here in Minnesota doesn't have to, you know, go through what Gopher football fans had to do with, uh, uh, you know, not finding the game versus Colorado or, you know, um, having to watch it on like when they, uh, when they played New Mexico state a few years ago on the uh, Aggie vision, which was, a student run thing that the cameras were God awful. So, you know, it should be hyper high production value from the conference and uh, glad, glad to be able to watch it, um, you know, halfway across the country back home here. So for sure. And yeah. I, I got to hit on this too, because yeah. I didn't really nail this before, but I hate the fact that the Gophers are playing Alaska for the first weekend. Like it, there's no win here. You can win 10, nothing. Everyone's like, Oh, it's Alaska. you lose one, nothing holy fuck what's wrong with the gophers and i think you're in the perfect position you're like i would be so happy to have that be the opening game right like you could get destroyed and people are going to look past like oh umass is the number one team who cares right like let's move past it and you get to kind of go on with your year and by the time you get more steam going everyone's forgotten that you played umass and got destroyed you win that game you're in a completely different discussion now like there's no lose here yeah the I think this is this year by far is going to be the best year that the Big Ten conference has ever had. Um, you look at Michigan; it's it's oh. a ridiculous amount of talent that oh. that team has. If if they don't win at all, I mean, people are going to be like Mel Pearson. This is the best one of the best college hockey teams in the past you know past decade with the amount of talent and getting the number one pick to return to school and own power. That kid's amazing. I just don't think he wants to play for the Buffalo Sabers. I mean, who would who would want to with the Eichel mess? I mean, as long life? as you keep your neck healthy, like it's probably yeah. an okay place to be. Um, <laughs> right? Man, but dude, it it's funny because I I thought people were gonna like fight me on it last year. We had uh, James from ECH come on with us to do like uh, you know Frozen Four preview whole thing, and I was like ready to fight, and we're like, so James, who's your team that's gonna win it all? He's like, Michigan. I'm like. Okay, we got nothing to talk about. <laughs> you tell everyone why we both love Michigan. And no one really factored in that they had to play a play-in game against COVID. So, like, there goes my bracket. Right. Yeah, that was that was unfortunate to see, you know, just devastating for that team. And it's cool that uh, 
they all decided to come back. And my goodness, how many Hughes brothers are there? Another one joined the team and talk about, again, they're from Florida. It's just, it's really cool to see how, how far the game of hockey is growing and uh, uh, getting to Florida and a kid like Austin Matthews from, from Scottsdale and Arizona. So yeah, it's fun. College hockey is, uh, is getting kids from, from all over the country and all over the world too. Uh, you take a look at a team like Bemidji, who has uh, Nick's old buddy uh, being the head recruiter up there with Mike Gibbons and Gibby. Gibby, man, I, I would like to see the amount of uh, travel miles that guy puts in. The summer. Oh, my. Yeah, I mean, Thousands. I saw they, I was looking at their I was scouting their roster, too, because I was, you know, they're in the CCHA with the Mavs. He's got a kid from Poland on the team. I was like, how does he even find a connection in Poland? Uh, he must have went to some random junior game in Finland and the kid must have been playing and because uh, he's got some Finnish kids on there too. It's just, it's, a, it's amazing what, what, where he goes to find talent. Man. And I don't know how we want to transition this one because I'm admittedly not really an expert when we talk about the beeves, but uh, I can say, I know who Matt Reed is because that was a magical run. <laughs> and I know that I took a really, really long lunch this year to watch them dismantle Wisconsin. And I enjoyed that more than having three Minnesota teams make the Frozen Four. I, either of you have much to weigh in here on Bemidji because I ultimately, like, to me, they're Mankato light in a sense. Like, they're more blue collar, but their players are even less known. <laughs> yeah, they, they have a massive loss losing Zach Driscoll. Um, I think he is one of the best goaltenders in the country too. Going and he tra uh, grad transferred to North Dakota, who really needed a goalie too um, after losing both of their goalies. So um, yeah, it's going to be uh, by committee. But they they play one of they have the best defensive structure in, in the country. They did they when they get a lead when it's one nothing they just suck the life out of the team and you 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 uh, you know take a look when they played Wisconsin. I mean they just frustrated the hell out of Cole Caulfield. Um, you know, he turned it on late and was, you know, and then went beast mode at the end, but it was too late at that point. Um, and they're an older team. You know, he, uh, they always, uh, it's like Mankato too. They, they bring in 21 year old freshmen. Um, and so, um, like I said, um, and Tom territory is such a great coach and, and Gibby too. Um, so they'll be right there. Um, and like my, like my dad always says too, that's a team you don't want to play in the NCAA tournament because uh, they get that lead and then they just claw down. you know, it's like uh, Jock Lemire's uh, uh, wild teams. So <laughs> it's not, it's not pretty to watch, but they, they get, they get the job done for sure. No question. Uh, just to pivot off that, Alex and, and Scott, I'll, I'll, I'll just kind of weigh in. You talk about a team that for Bemidji, they almost make you beat yourselves, honestly, with the way that their defensive structure is, you know, I and then like on the floor. I mean, seriously, they do. Uh, the, and then on the four check, two, two, one, they're always hitting everything that moves. Uh, they force you to really almost kind of just ship the puck off the glass. And if there's no really easy out for that team, when you have the puck in your defensive zone, it's a heavy hitting, but very smart. I mean, these players play the structure to a T. And uh, when I was up in Bemidji a couple of years ago, when St. Cloud kind of had their down near a little bit and just watching on Bemidji is able just to kind of suffocate you at every single end of the ice. Uh, there's frustration that builds, especially for a team like St. Cloud that plays that high, high tempo 
offensively driven style of hockey, you know, what ends up happening is you start taking chances, you start getting out of what you play. And then all of a sudden the Maple just got you exactly where they want to. And again, with Mike Gibbons, he was the defensive coach for the Huskies for so long. You've got two defensive, just juggernauts there, you know, manning that bench. Uh, again, that team, you know, you can look up and down the lineup. There's no offensive star in that team, but what they will do is they will, you know, what did Jock Lemire say, Alex, is that Miko Koivu is a 50-goal scorer. He'll score you five, but prevent 45. That's what Bemidji does, seriously. Um, so uh, they're dangerous uh, just because, again, they take you off of your game and they take away uh, your speed and your skill, uh, something that not a lot of teams can really execute to level that Bemidji does. Love it. I'm going to even say this because I know it's stupid before I even say it, but I've just been sitting here thinking, like, I loved what you just said there. Like they make teams beat themselves. <laughs> I'm just going to call them quicksand, right? Like the more you yeah. struggle, the faster you sink. It's All so right. true. Every, everyone, everyone can stop listening to the podcast. Now. Sorry <laughs> about that. <laughs> All right. Um, real quick here, a word from our sponsors on the other side, we'll get closing thoughts here and predictions for the weekend. Week three of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week four with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any game this week to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state or province, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit on $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, one 800 all right thank you DraftKings. promo code thpn or tppn i don't know which one each is going to plug in there but hey throw in whichever one you want um let's hear it though gentlemen before we talk uh directly to the matchups this weekend i want to hear from each of you which mncaa squad scares you the most which one do you not want to play against let's say first round of the tournament if you both make it oh i guess i'll start i don't want to play the gophers no uh and here's and here's why uh bob motzko i mean they know each these these they know each other well the structures are very similar uh to i i think minnesota with some of the uh, offensive young guns that are coming i think this group is going to mature and i think this is going to be a very explosive offense for the gophers this year um they're going to give teams a lot a lot of fits uh, the one caveat to the Gophers uh, is, is maybe defensively, maybe they're not quite as deep, uh, but I think offensively they may be able to kind of tweak some wins out uh, that maybe a lot of teams 
couldn't can't you know or, or maybe not uh, overcome so for St. Cloud they're not a team that historically has come from behind in, in years past and so uh, I think if the Gophers could be kind of that quick strike offense and they build a uh, you know a two nothing lead or a, even a three one lead you know either going to the third even the second I think they have the ability to be good enough defensively to lock it down and again with the team that is coached by Moscow when they have a lead they're almost impossible to get it from them yeah no that's fair and I, t- it's funny because I'm the same way with the Gophers, right? Like, if the Gophers score first, I feel okay. If they go down one rip, two rip, I'm like, shit, they're not very good at doing this whole, like, they get playing the right way to catch up. They get frustrated. They do stupid things. They try and do too much instead of just playing their game, and that's when you're done. So that, that quicksand, huh? Yeah, that's, that's going to be a thing. Um, but for me, with the Gophers just being, like – the makeup of their team right it's skill and it's structure with Motsko. like the team that scares me for the gophers not necessarily saying that they're the best minnesota team but mankato scares me for the gophers and it's not just because of what happened last year it's because it's a sound defensively structured blue collared team that has incredible goaltending and it's a team that can frustrate the gophers right if you can hold them off the score sheet for the first half of the game even if it's a zero zero game mankato now is totally in charge of this chessboard whereas like again a little bit more notoriety with the skill for saint cloud and for duluth but gophers can go blow for blow if you want to play that kind of game right it's when you get in that low scoring struggle that the gophers just that that they don't know what to do (laughs) so for me it's mankato on that head-to-head matchup mcclady how about you i want nothing to do with umd (laughs) they uh it just they seem like such a tough matchup every time they play Mankato. And um, they had a heartbreaker in the NCAA tournament a few years years ago against them. It was it was so tough. They they had it and just and Mankato ended up losing. I think it was an overtime. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's just Scott Scott's a great coach. It's a, you know his teams are always tough to play against defensively too. That his uh, he always gets great defensemen to come to that school. It's just. It's incredible the, the the amount of talent that they've you know um, that they've brought in there. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, a kid named Dylan Sandberg. Uh, you know, that was there a few years ago. Uh, hopefully, he gets in and plays with uh, um, with the Jets there because they have you know Neil Pionk there too. And so yeah, it's it's a it's a fun team to watch. They always have great goaltending too. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I want nothing to do with the Bulldogs. And now let you talk about defensemen for Duluth real quick, Scott. Uh, the defenseman that may be the next Scott Primus is Wyatt Kaiser. Yeah. Um, that guy is insanely fun to watch. Uh, very gifted offensively as a defenseman. He plays his angles well. Uh, he can be physical. Uh, he's just he's almost like a Jared Spurge in the way he plays the game. He's obviously bigger in stature, but just how smart he is on the game. As a freshman, that's you're really impressed watching him up in his uh, freshman season. Of course, States. and of course, he's a black car. Of course. Hey, at least the Wild didn't yes. trade him yeah. for Cam Barker. Like, I'll take it. At least they drafted him. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Oh, uh, my gosh. I can't oh, wait to, shout out, Josh. I'm sorry. That one probably hurts. <laughs> I can't wait to watch Jack Pert. Uh, you know, Nick brought him up earlier, but uh, it was nice. Nice the Wild 
uh, picked him, and uh, it's you know it's just like Wyatt. Uh, he's gonna be a true freshman, so it'll be interesting to see how he does in the NCHC. It's uh, it's uh, it's really tough uh, tough uh, league for freshmen to um, to have success. So looking really looking forward to watching him and seeing how his game develops, and you know hope, hopefully he can make it uh, to the NHL with the Wild. Yeah, and to your point there, though, Alex, like that's why what. Kaiser was able to do was so impressive, right? Because you don't expect him to come in and be great as a freshman. Like, if he had been awful last year, people would have written it off and said, all right, now he's comfortable. We'll see what happens as a sophomore. But he did come in and make an impact and stand out. And that's why he's so special. We'll see if Pert can do the same thing. But that I'm glad we threw that in. That was a lot of fun. So basically, no <laughs> one's afraid of St. Cloud. And uh, I, I guess we'll just... <laughs> Sorry about that. The sleeping giant. <laughs> We're a sleeping giant. Uh, you know, but, but you know, to your point, you know, if there if there is you know one team that plays by committee more than anybody, that's Brett Larson's squad. You know, up and down four lines. That's how his uh, you know coaching has been so successful. He he wants to have the confidence to roll four lines. He's got depth at forward. He's got depth at goaltender, and he's got holy heck depth at de at defense um as i spoke to him this uh, this past tuesday he was very admitted that you know i have a good problem to have and maybe too much of a good problem there's going to be some good players that he mentioned are going to be in rotation and out that probably shouldn't be sitting out so uh, it's going to be interesting how he handles the first you know a couple weeks of the season especially non-conference wise uh because again they're just that deep at every position that you know, he's going to probably ruffle some feathers for players that maybe played a lot in that deep run last year that maybe are going to be on the sidelines slash in the press box uh, for the first couple of weeks of the season. Well, how yeah. about how about Brodzinski coming back? I mean, is he? I mean, is he Iron Man? It's crazy that he's coming Wh which, back so quickly from a broken leg. <laughs> right. Oh man. Well, first of all, I will say this: he is not. He didn't get into this, but you know, it's a possibility he'll play. They didn't write out say that he was out or that he was in. Uh, from the players that I talked to, was that he was cleared for contact, but he wasn't taking contact in practice. He has been skating. Uh, so it's probably what they call the NHL a game time decision. And if it isn't, it's a lower body injury. So no worries. <laughs> uh, so, you know, uh, so, but again, he brings that shot presence that always, especially on the power play. Uh, he, he's a guy that, especially, you know, fluctuating in the top two lines uh, when he's on the ice, you have to know where he's at because the puck is on and off a stick and he puts it where he wants it every single time. So uh, I hope he's back for that, you know, St. Thomas, because you know, especially with that roster being, you know, you know, everybody returning except for a couple guys. Uh, uh, him being just as presence on the bench will be infectious. Uh, so glad if he's back, but the good news is if he isn't, there's a lot of guys waiting to step up in that St. Jose roster that can fill his void. Man, I feel it. Silence. I'm, I'm not that good, guys. Come on. But <laughs> no, that was amazing. Yeah. I don't know if you, Nick, I don't know if you remember it, but uh, so St. Cloud played uh, Mankato at Mariucci. Uh, for for one of the like the tournament that that they had. Oh, the, the, and, what was that? Oh, uh, was, where's, the North Star Cup or whatever. Oh yeah, it's, and uh, this oh, kid, boy. Zach Okabe, he had mm -hmm. four goals against Mankato. I mean, he had done nothing, and then just had the like the game of his career. Uh, and Dryden got pulled, and but it was just like I can't I can't believe that that happened. And it was at Mariucci too, so it was just 
it was just a weird, weird game. We were just a surprise, Alex, honestly. Because, yeah. um, you know, Zach is a guy, when you watch his skill set, you can he's one of those guys that's like almost like a Bobby Ryan, where it's like he's got the skill set, but he's just very inconsistent with it. Uh, I felt the second half of the year, Zach Okabe was not one of the best forwards in St. Cloud. Because he added a little bit of kind of that sandpaper to his game. And he really started to it's just almost show confidence in his game. He's got a good shot. He's great in space. In fact, that guy could stick, you know, stick handle, not just a telephone, but I think he's handle i swear like a 12 by 12 piece of you know porcelain tile he's that good he's that skilled uh got great feet he's got great vision on the ice too and he goes to those dirty areas now that's kind of what completed his game um and in, in against that game in Mankato, I remember watching him it just the puck found his stick and again it was in the most opportune time so uh zach to me could be the x factor on saint claude's roster especially if he continues to pot where he left off and continues that progression of also um offensive um contributions um so and again you know you can move him up and down the lineup and he can still have success so uh yeah i'm glad you mentioned that because you know he could be the one piece that puts st Cloud over the top where maybe others wouldn't say who is this kid you know yeah. he's, he's, he's not a big kid but he's skilled he's smart and man one of the best releases on st Cloud's hockey team as well man Again, you're just leaving us speechless. I don't even know what to do with this. I, I don't either, man. Well, we can't. Me. We forgot. We forgot. You know, this being a Minnesota podcast, uh, Sam Henches too, uh, being a wild draft sure. pick, and uh, we'll see. Uh, yeah, I, 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 he's I, always I, he's always had the potential, but he's not. Nick, Nick agrees that he is a wild draft pick. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Uh, here's the thing with Sam. Uh, it, there's been no frustrating player to watch in St. Cloud than Sam Hedges. Because, again, you talk about the inconsistencies. A lot of it, what was is with him is it just it hasn't really come together for him. It just hasn't. And you see flashes, especially this freshman year, uh, again, with just some of the skill he has. You're like, oh, man, if he could do that every game, uh, that'd be great. Um, and and to, seriously, but in two, two, 2020, I was uh, up in the box uh, next to the CBS crew. And, you know, it was uh, it was a March game. He hadn't scored a goal since December. And it's like, how has this kid not scored in almost three months? He, he's better than that. And, and last year, and, and even uh, just a week or so ago, on, on my podcast we do for, for, for St. Cloud State, um, we talked, I made the point is, you know, it, this is the same Hanches that, you know, this it, is who he is. You know, almost have to write him off that says, I think this is who he is. You know, I don't think he's going to get much better. I, I think he's got, you know, flashes of brilliance, but I don't think you're going to get a consistent offensive producer every single game i think he's you know at best maybe a second if not third line winger i don't like him at center because you can't want to draw to save his life uh but at the end of the day he's a he, he is going to be formidable if you give him time and space like any you know division one player in this league he will make you pay but he's not the guy that's gonna uh like you know beat around two checks and stick handle through four guys and roof one backhand top shedder over the over the glove um you know he, he can do that at times but you know, consistently throughout the year, he's just not going to give you that, you know, off factor that maybe we thought we were going to get from his freshman year. I feel you. All right. Let's now that we're winding down here, guys, let's I don't I hate like predictions. Like, what's the score going to be like? Who fucking knows? <laughs> I want to hear from both of you, the though. First weekend. Like, what what do you think the split will be? Like, are you going 2-0-1-1-0-2? And are we going to see High scoring, low scoring, or are we going to see the fluctuation from game one to game two? Nick, we'll start with you being the first hashtag MNCAA matchup of the year. That's right. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit of a tale of both squads, right? I think it's going to be uh, a 4-2 game for game one in St. Cloud's favor. Um, again, as we know, offense is usually number one. Defense is usually something that you kind of build on as the season progresses. 
And then I think you're going to see inside a packed building at the Exo Energy Center, a much smaller ice sheet. So St. Cloud will have to kind of tone back some of that open space a bit. I think you're going to see maybe a 2-1 or a one nothing St. Cloud State win. Uh, so, and, and again, I think I think St. Thomas is going to come at this team hard. They're going to be physical. They're going to be in their faces. And so I think it's going to be sort of that let's kind of survive type game defensively uh, in game two. So I think, again, 4-2 game one, one nothing. St. Cloud, so they will take the sweep against St. Thomas, but it's not going to be this dominant performance that Huskies fans are going to want. And I'm going to hear all about it the next week that this St. Cloud State team, <laughs> number two team that didn't walk over a team that's christening themselves into Division One hockey. Very fair. Let's hear from you, Alex. What's what's the outlook here for Mankato this weekend? Yeah, I think uh, I'm going with a split. Uh, I'll say Friday, uh, 2-1 UMass. They're, I mean, they're going to be celebrating the – uh, you know, the national title trophy. So that's going to just be extremely tough. You're on the road. They're tra- you know, they travel all the way out there. Uh, so I'm expecting some heavy legs to begin with. Um, and then I think they come back uh, on Sunday and they get the split. I, I expect both games to be extremely low scoring. Uh, both, not only is Dryden McKay a great goaltender, but they also have the other Matt Murray, who is still, still there. Um, and he's a great goaltender. They're, uh, they're the goalie um, that was in the national title game left and signed a pro contract early. He was supposed to, uh, he was a wild there draft pick, did not sign with the wild. Um, so that's, that's frustrating, but uh, yeah, I'm expecting uh, a low scoring. Uh, they, you know, they have great, great coaching to and Carvel um, out there. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping uh split. Because um, getting those uh, those road victories um, is huge for the pairwise, and I expect UMass to be right at the top um, when it you know, when it comes to April. So. Awesome. And then for the Gophers, I see a split, not in the sense of the uh, wins and losses, in the sense of one game they're gonna just beat the wheels off them, and the other <laughs> game it's gonna be like come back down the earth, like oh okay, like we don't have to care as much. Um, gonna also call call... it the mercy rule, Scott. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. All right, well, call it mercy rule if you want. Um, I do also think we get one shutout on the weekend, but again, I do see it's gonna be the one game is just like lights out, have fun. The other one, we're gonna be like, oh, wait, so which gopher team is real? They like to do that where they make us think, right? Like we're coming off a 2 0 start and we're still like, well, which gopher team is the Rio gopher team? And that is just the most gopher thing that can possibly happen. Um, thank you so much here, guys. And thank you to those tuning in on Google, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Folks, the best thing you can do for us this week is give us five stars on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Go listen through our website, thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. On your app, download the episode before you listen as it only helps our business. Okay, don't forget to follow The Soda Pod at The Soda Pod. You can actually follow MNCAA now as well, which will be getting contributions from all of our individual contributors here for each team. And because some asshole with zero followers who hasn't done anything in like five years has (laughs) at MNCAA. We are not there right now. Isha floated out a $20 offer to get it. We'll see what happens. And that was $20 USD, folks. That's a big deal for Isha. Um, But for now, it is at MN underscore NCAA. Alex, you first here. Where can the folks find you? 
Yeah, um, uh, it's just just like my uh, name. It's uh, at Alex Nicoletti. So give me a follow. It's uh, love love interacting with everybody and giving out uh, not only hockey takes but all sports. So big big sports guy. So love it, love it. And anyone that's out in the Mankato area, please please go out and give support to our good friends at Mankato Brewery. Nick, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you and your work? And actually, if they want more of the Husky talk, where they can find some more Husky-centric action on podcast. They can follow me on Twitter at the Puck Scribe. Um, yes, uh, you can also then uh, check me every time the Huskies are at home on Fox 9 Plus. Um, there, as I will be in studio hosting every single time a bear on the ice here at the Herbrooks National Hockey Center. And then for more specifically Huskies-related content, you can catch me and my co-host Noah Grant with the Huskies Warming House podcast at the Warming House Den on Twitter and the Huskies Warming House podcast.com. Love it, love it. And I bet you can both guess where I'm going here. You all have to, have to up in St. Cloud. Go check out our good friends at Beaver Island Brewing. And guess what? If you're one of those weirdos that doesn't like beer you have to try their new concoction niced tea like guys i'm not into the seltzers the iced tea bullshit and matt great guy that he is uh one of the owners brought me out there and he's like, handing me beers left and right letting me try everything and he's like hey you need to try this new thing we're working on i'm like what is it he's like it's an iced tea i'm like yeah i'm be honest like i love all of your beers i'm probably not going to give you a good review on this he's like that's okay. You're not my target audience. And he hands me a pint of it and I take a sip. I'm like, oh, I need this out on the boat. Holy shit. <laughs> Guys, I swear it's delicious. Good I've summer only, drink. Yeah, and I've only had their flagship one that's like the, the lemon iced tea flavor. I believe they just came out with, there's a peach and one other flavor. They're really ramping this up. So again, if you're not into beer, give that a try. Like I highly recommend it. And that's coming from a beer drinker. But go give them some support uh, signing off, I'm State of Hoppy. You can catch me at State of Hoppy most places. Um, alongside here, Alex Micheletti, Nick Maxson, and guess what? You're going to be able to check us out and several others that we'll be teasing here next week as we get all their contributions. This has been MNCAA presented by the Soda Pod, which is also subsequently presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. We good, boys? We are good. One more day, boys. It's it's time. Let's roll. Kalashaki, baby. Let's go. Hey, let's, let's fucking go. go. Don't fear. Just drink some beer and stay warm.